Hello everyone. Hello, hello. I'm Tony. And I'm Tally. And we are the Lazy Book Lovers. This is a podcast for book lovers who procrastinate about reading and have never ending to be read piles. Uh, today we're doing a reading update. And we haven't done a lot of these because we're not being very unbound and we're reading too much. That's been the theme for the year. How dare we? I feel like though it's a it's a nice thing. It's a nice thing to be like we're finally we're getting reading too much. Some of our books. Oh, so a yeah. booktuber I follow, and I'm in his Discord as well. He's called Criminoli. He's called Ollie, and he mm. talks about like criminal book, like crime, horror, mm. pulp, that kind of thing. That's his exact slogan. I'm always annoyed that my name can't be turned into like a cool name. Like I know. That. Um, he does a starting on the 1st of November a read what you own challenge and basically he's not allowed to buy any new books until he's read 100 books that he already owns oh my and God. he invites people to do it with him every year I might do it this year with him but he, he you can do whatever caveats you mm. want so last year he did any books he was sent for free were fine Okay, but he just couldn't physically buy any but books but are you in a book buying ban for an entire year then? Until you've read 100 books. So he oh was doing God. it until March was when he hit 100 books. How the fuck does someone read 100 books by March? From November to March. I know, but that's... Still, like, five months. Um, I've done, like, 56. <laughs> and half of them were audios. Um, <laughs> and some people do it that they can... They just can't buy physical books, but mm. they're still allowed to buy Kindle books or whatever. So I think I might join in with some form probably of it. would be good for me to do that. Yeah. Although I've discovered this the loophole of mm. I've got a pile of ones I'm going to sell on Vinted. So that money doesn't count, so you spend it back on books. Yeah, but also in my head I'm like, oh, because I'm always like, don't buy any books, there's no room for them. And I'm like, but if I read them, I can just sell them. It's not a waste anymore. Because I'm like, there's a waste of money. I'm like, but if I get more money after I've read it. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to make all my money back, but... Girl math. It's girl math. Because girl like, math. if I bought it for like seven quid, but end up selling it for like four quid, mm. I've only really lost three quid. Yeah, and then you're going to buy another book and with that money. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. girl math. Girl math. I fucking love girl math. So we're going to do... For those of you who didn't hear, I don't know what episode it was I mentioned it. I'm trying to do 30 audiobooks in October. I'm aware there's 31 days, but 30 sounded like a better number. Yeah. And the template for the books works better with an even number, so... Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to do 30 audiobooks in October, so... I've been checking on your stories, and it looks like you're doing all right. I think... So for context, today is the 12th. Mm-hmm. And I think I've done. Let me double check. I think I've done nine audiobooks. That's pretty good. So yeah, and they're not all short ones either. Mm. That's my problem. I pick really long ones. Mm. Um. So yeah, I'm just gonna kind of pick a few to talk about today. Basically, is it's what not I'm every at. single thing on her list. Everything. Yeah, you can find our story graphs, which has like the full list of everything we've read. Yeah, or follow me on Instagram or mm-hmm. TikTok because I'm doing like a little reel for each book. Yeah, they're really pretty, by the way. I'm trying to do them a little bit on brand to the style of the yeah. book, so they're not going out as quick as I'm listening to the books. Yeah, but thank you. Yeah, I thought they've been really cool. I've been trying to like them as they pop up. Thank you. Um, I'm really enjoying doing like little graphics mm. and stuff. Oh, the one where you did like you had red lipstick on and you were like really close one. to the camera. Yeah. yeah, I like that one. Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Go look at her Instagram, guys. She's working really guys. hard. <laughs> I post once every three months. <laughs> Sometimes more often than my story, but that's it. 
Yeah, so on my Instagram as well, I'm trying to alternate the reel with a photo. So yeah, you're I'm kind of so stuck until I've got a photo now. <laughs> um, but yeah, because I'm not sure if I'm going to leave the reels on the grid. Mm. I might remove them. So I'm going to leave them up for the month and then see what I think. Do you know what someone told me? They've been hacked because they've got... They work in an office with lots of younger people. Mm. They use their Instagrams how we use Facebook back in the day. So, like, these really pretty curated feeds we try and do. Yeah, they're not. And they just they're... photo dump. Yeah. They'll have a night out and it's like... You know, like, the shit photo album we yeah. used to do on Facebook? I've, I've seen so of, many like, a night out that, and it's, and just, it's just crap, blurry, yeah. like, not aesthetic pictures. That's so, how people use their Instagram. That's how the, the youth mm. are using their Instagram. Sorry if you're younger and you're I know, listening to I have considered, I'm not that old, but... <laughs> I have considered doing that a few times. I just, mm. I feel like I can't. Because like, our obsession try. with the, this really pretty grid, it's a millennial thing. It's not, Gen Z aren't doing it. Yeah. And Gen Alpha aren't doing it. For ages, I had like the description in my mm. bio on Instagram as casual vibes. And I had to remove that because I was like, nothing about my grid says <laughs> casual vibes. But I do need to bring it back. Especially when you had it like a pattern across the grid, didn't you, at one point? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which is just effort that I cannot be asked to put in. Anyway. <laughs> am I going Am I going first or you? Uh, you could go first. All right. Go on. Go on. Go on. <laughs> so I listened to Divine Rivals, the first book in the Letters of Enchantment series. Mm. Which I didn't know it was called that. Uh, Rebecca Ross is the author. Um, it was a eleven hour audio, basically. And mm. how was it? It's good. Yeah, so I read... want to read this. It's been recommended a lot, but compared to weird books, I'd, it's been on a lot of weird lists. Like if you liked Fourth Wing, you'll like Divine Rivals. And yeah, completely fucking different, and I don't get it. It's been compared to so many different types of books, and I'm it's like, not what even is this. Yeah. So let me read the description, yeah. and then I'll sort of tell you my shit version where I said basically 20 times when two young rival journalists find love through a magical connection they must face the depths of hell in a war among gods 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 to seal their fate forever after centuries of sleep the gods are warring again but 18 year old Iris Winnow just wants to hold her family together her mother is suffering from addiction and her brother is missing from the front lines her best bet is to win the columnist promotion at the Oath Gazette. To combat her worries, Iris writes letters to her brother and slips them between her wardrobe door, where they vanish, into the hands of Roman Kit, her cold and handsome rival at the paper. When he anonymously writes back to Iris, the two of them forge a connection that will follow Iris all the way to the front lines of the battle, that her brother, the fate of mankind, and love. Mm. Yeah, so she... The, the, the gods are awake, basically. And her brother, you basically you you hear like the song of the gods in your head, and it calls you to the front lines. And her brother hears the song and goes to the front lines. And then her mum starts to drink, and Iris is like has to drop out of school, wins a position at the newspaper as like an intern kind of thing, and is trying to compete to become a columnist. And so is this guy Roman. Um, she hates Roman. It's enemies to lovers. Quote marks. So is this a little bit like Romeo and Juliet inspired, or no? no okay. She's poor. He's from a rich family. His rich oh, family. Okay. Um, but it's like a self-made rich family, mm-hmm. so which is why they're trying to force him to become a column- columnist. And so he's like, does but he doesn't want to 
Iris doesn't know that, and they're competing at the newspaper, blah, blah, blah. And then tragedy strikes, and Iris is like, actually, this doesn't matter that much, to be honest. Um, and she decides to follow her brother to the front lines as like a war correspondent. But they have magical typewriters, which let them send letters to each other. And she doesn't know. So she's, it's a thing her and her brother used to do. Because she doesn't know where to send the letters to find her brother to make herself feel better. She was writing these letters in the typewriter, putting them in the cupboard. And they were just disappearing. And she was been for months, been like, whoa. Oh, well. <laughs> and like Roman realised it was her, but didn't say anything and didn't write back. It's like the undertaking a heart of mercy. <laughs> so he doesn't write back for ages. And then eventually he kind of works out that she's not trying to psych him out. It's not some kind of trick. Mm. That she doesn't know that these letters are coming to him, so he decides to write back anonymously just to be like, So sorry, this isn't Fox, hey which is her brother's name. Okay, you've been writing to some rando guy this whole time. I love your letters though, please don't stop sending them. <laughs> and then they sort of like fall in love through the letters, in but in person, Iris fucking hates Robin's guts. <laughs> it's like the undertaking a heart of mercy. I've not read that, have I? Please read it. <laughs> I think I've downloaded it somewhere. Mm. So yeah, and then Roman follows her to the front lines and she's like, fuck's sake, like he literally couldn't let me have this. Like I'm doing so well as a war correspondent and he had to come take it away after he like, you know, beats me for the communist position. What a bastard. Yeah. Um and then she starts to like get close with Roman in real life and then she starts to feel like she's betraying her letter friend. Oh. Yeah. It's very cute. Is it um, dual POV? Yes. Mm. But more from Iris's point of, yeah. point of view than Roman's. It does switch, but Is not it as often. just a little bit of context from him? No, there's the quite a few is. chapters that are all Roman, but they're just, there's more Iris chapters. Especially when she goes off to the war front. It's just her for ages. Yeah. And it's very, like, World War II-y, but there's, like, dr- like magic and gods fighting. Okay. And there's, like, um, demons from the underworld who one of the gods summons. Mm. So, like, they do, like, air raid shelters, but it's because demons are above. But it's still very World War II-y in the way it's all done. Mm. Okay. And, um, like, typewriters kind of give that Yeah, yeah. It's just, so it's, they, I yeah. think it's a bit... It's a bit cosy fantasy, and then we're on, at a war, so it's, like, very cosy, cosy. It's letters back and forth. Like, the story is told a lot through letters, mm. which I know you like. Yeah. And then we get to the war front and things kind of just like kick off from there. But it's quite cosy up till then, sort of. Yeah. That sounds good. I really like so it. So it's a series. Yes. Will you continue this series? Yes. Yeah. 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 It left it leaves on a bit of a cliffhanger. Like a good a good one. Yeah. So Tony listens to this on scribed or oh, scribed as yes. I think it should be pronounced, but everyone yeah, pronounces I it, to call scribed. it scribed. That's it should be scribed. Yeah. Because you're describing a It's a scribe. Book. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, if you want to check it out, go to. Oh, you can get so you go get... to our card and use my link, and you'll get a month free to try two it. Two months. Two months. You get two months free to try mm. it. That's cool. Yeah, two month trial. Go do it. There's no excuse now. And then I get a free month if you take two months. Yeah. Mm. Love you. Exo, <laughs> exo. <laughs> Not sponsored, but like no. would happily be sponsored. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> we will sell out. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen them sponsor anyone. Yeah, I'd happily. I'd prefer to sell out to them than Amazon. Yeah. Although if Amazon offered us money, I, I would, would also absolutely sell out. So I'd really like to 
have Libro as our sponsor as well. Oh my god, that would be so cool. I would like to be sponsored like by anyone. We'll just point. like get some money. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? You're a pet food company? Sure, you can yeah. sponsor us. We yeah. don't care. We've got pets. Well, so. I'm passionate about pets. That's fine. <laughs> I'm passionate about pet food. <laughs> I mean, our house, because we've got older cats now who are fussy as fuck, it is a topic of conversation far too often. Mm, yeah. And, like, you've got to pile it up in a specific way to please our overlords. It's so funny when, like, they're fine and then suddenly they're just like, no, actually. You actually need to heap that in a very specific yeah. way, otherwise or I, I can't possibly eat it. The other morning, Hamilton didn't come for his breakfast, so yeah. I had to go find him and make sure he was alive, because I was like, what the fuck? But it was the day after they'd had their vet appointment for their, like, MOT and had j- jabs. So yeah. I guess he was just a bit upset about He was that. just like, I don't trust you anymore. I'm not coming, <laughs> not coming when you go. Yeah. I mean, he's out with the dawn, that cat. Hamilton? Yeah. Mm. By context, I have cats out for her cats. Yeah, yeah Hamilton is... Well, he wants food 24-7, mm. so it was very odd. Okay. I read Holly by Stephen King. Okay. So, basically, I want... Every year, I'm sure anyone that's listening that's a reader knows, maybe you don't, Goodreads do, like, Goodreads Awards. Yeah. They're a bit shit. (laughs) Um, And they're a bit, like... Shit is the only word I can think of. So, you know. They're a bit like whoever's paid Amazon the most that year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, like, in horror, it's Stephen King. In fantasy, it's Sarah J. Mass. Like, it's just. There's no real build up to it. So, they have the ones that are totally not paid off and they get in the list. And then they have um, like public votes. So yeah, you can vote, and you can put some people in the shortlist, but they won't get any further because they're not big names. Mm. And there's also the fact that people just go on there and vote for names they know and have. Oh, yeah, yeah. So each year, I'm like, I want to try and read a big amount of the shortlist of horror before I vote. Yeah. Um. So I'm trying to read the ones that I think will be on the shortlist. So Stephen King just had a book come out, so I was like, that will definitely be on the shortlist. Yeah. So I read this. Um, it's not actually a horror. It's listed as horror, but it's not as a crime. Mm, actually, it is a crime horror because the bad guys are cannibals. So yeah, actually, that would be quite <laughs> horror. Actually, <laughs> yeah, I take that back. It can go on horror. There's not much horror. They just eat people. Like God, um, so, so sensitive these days. <laughs> snowflakes these days. <laughs> um. So this follows a detective called Holly Gibney, who is a side character from another series he had, okay. um, the Bill Hodges series. Uh, the books are called Mr. Mercedes, Finders Keepers and The Outsider. It follows a detective called Bill Hodges and he has a sidekick, I believe, who is Holly. So diehard Stephen King fans say you should read them in that order. Okay. I said I'm reading Holly. I've not read the rest, so I did that. <laughs> um, I'm not like other girls. <laughs> it was it was quite good. So it follows Holly, who is a private eye. Absolute spoilers for that trilogy. Um, Bill's just died, and she's inherited his um, detective agency. 
here's the main character from the rest, so do with that what you will. <laughs> um, and um, she is not, it doesn't say it, but she clearly is neurodivergent in some way. Okay. And um, she gets hired to find a missing girl um, and then it flicks to this older couple. Like, when I mean older couple, they're like in their 80s, mid-80s. Okay. And it turns out they're cannibals and they're <laughs> the ones that stole the girl. And they and Holly starts like piecing together. There's been lots of missing teenagers in this area mm. or like young adults. and Okay. And then it flicks back to flashbacks from the... the cannibal old people so they want they're basically um they believe that consuming human flesh and stuff helps them stay sprightly and you know they make lotions out of the fat to rub onto their arthritis i will yeah i guess it is horror though (laughs) (laughs) it's like so they like describe the murdering yeah, and what they do with the right, bodies. Okay. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quite horror. <laughs> yeah, no, that doesn't sound horror at all. It was quite cool. <laughs> and um, it was quite cool, like, the flicking of the POV to mm. um, watch Holly closing in on them and then realising Holly's closing in on them. Oh, okay. Um, Stephen King is an interesting author. I feel like, okay, I've only read one other King book, which is his first ever book, Carrie. And okay. I've now read his most recent ever book. I could have sworn you would have read more than that. I know, right? Why King? haven't Because, like, you have so many of them. Yeah, I'm collecting them. Okay. <laughs> Don't question um, it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I would say that, like, his style of writing hasn't actually greatly changed. That's Maybe cool. it's a little less sexist and racist as it used to be. Did start not, in the 80s. He's not they? on as many drugs now as well. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, I do like it when him or like Neil Gaiman reply, like, "How did you come up with this idea?" And they're just like, "Drugs." drugs. It yeah. was the 80s. It was drugs. <laughs> like, I was drugs, high drugs. as fuck. I was like, high yeah. as a fucking kite. <laughs> Good question. Good question. Um, so it was quite like thrilling and like mm. adrenaline, like the catching up on each other. Um, it's set in. 2021 so it's like there's a covid pandemic which was really weird because i've not read any books i don't think that have covid mentioned in it so that was really weird Mm. because they're wearing masks she's like elbow tapping people um there's loads of people who are like covid's made up it's not real um like her partner uh, as in business partner has covid so she's Mm. doing all the investigating by herself um, her mum at the beginning of the book has just died from COVID because she refused to get the jab because she didn't believe it was real and then she ended up dying. Oh, wow, it. so it's proper covid So it's very political as well. There's lots mm. of digs at, like, Trump. And, yeah. yeah. It was it was quite good. It was interesting. I need to read more Stephen King. <laughs> yeah, you definitely do. I can't believe you only read two of his books. I know. I have a lot of shelf space devoted <laughs> to him as well. <laughs> and um, I don't watch any of his films because mm. i want to read the books first oh i i see the only so i have read because i'm not a big horror person to be honest my like, imagination just went wild with the one stephen king i read pet cemetery oh yeah do you remember i had to sleep with the I lights have, on for i have month? read uh watch that film actually film doesn't do it justice mm. because the visceral creepiness the cat i can imagine doesn't yeah. come across on film 
Like, I've, there was a new one made recently. I've, yeah, I've watched, watched both. That as well, yeah. It doesn't it doesn't do the film but I justice? I watched both of them after I had my son, and I, mm. I couldn't cope with the idea of the kid dying. Well, that's based on a real life experience of Stephen King's as well. His son nearly gets hit by a truck. Instead, oh, in his that. in his version of the story, he saves his son just before it happens. Yeah. But it is like he looks away for two seconds, and, and then his son's on the main road. Oh, so that's what it's based off of, and then all the that. feelings, yeah. Like he just like blinked and then he's just gone. Yeah. So that's based on a real experience he had. Except obviously his son didn't die. Yeah, and they didn't like then fall on the the dead. Yeah, that was back when he used to fall on the trope of like ancient Indian burial grounds and that quite a lot, which we now know. Well, they knew them, but now is very Mm. frowned upon because of how racist it is <laughs> um it's giving colonizer <laughs> yeah it's giving oh my god so my son at school they're making um they've been making halloween decorations at school yeah and he said they're making dream catchers today and last night when he told me i was like that's a bit indigenous like what's going on there it's not very halloween as well what's dream catchers got to do with halloween yeah and i explained to him i was like really you shouldn't make dream catchers Mm. they should just be made by indigenous people who believe in in the spirits of it and stuff and he was like Am I indigenous? Because I'm making one and I was like, I love you <laughs> so much, my heart. Bless your home. little heart. <laughs> I was like, if you believe in the magic that it's going to catch the dreams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't keep sending him into school with like random things. <laughs> he just stuff. repeats this stuff at school. The teacher's are like, yeah. okay. When he was explaining about indigenous people to them, when, what was it they were talking about? Oh, it was when they learned about Thanksgiving last year. Yeah. So I taught him about indigenous peoples and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then sent him on his merry way. <laughs> <laughs> and then he likes to teach the other children and the teachers. <laughs> Things he learns from mummy. Our little village school is not really for him. <laughs> um, and then at the same time I was reading that, yeah. I was listening to an audiobook for my audiobook challenge called Exquisite Corpse. By Poppy Z. Bright. Now, this has been on my TBR for a while. Alright. And it's about cannibals. Yeah, to be fair, so when we were about to do this reading update before we started recording, <laughs> she's like, I've got a lot of cannibals today. And I was like, perfectly normal sentence yeah. to be saying to me. <laughs> Go. And listening to this, and then when I wasn't listening to this, I was reading the book, the it's Stephen King book. I was like, a bit sick (laughs) we're eating veggie for a few days Um, (laughs) not just be like oh i fancy some um, pork now (laughs) um but yeah so this follows um it's set like in the 90s i think and it follows two different serial killers one in the uk and one in new orleans okay and the one in new orleans is uh under the radar not being caught um it's in the height of the AIDS pandemic, okay. um, and he goes after queer boys, so no one's really noticing or caring that they're going yeah. missing. Um, and then the serial killer in the UK, when it starts, he's in prison. He escapes and then goes to America, and then they meet up with each other, happenstance, mm. and get some serial killing done together, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
So the first guy, like the British guy, he sees his work as art. Actually, they both kind of see their work as art. And I use mm. the term work very loosely. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of... they. There's a lot of content warnings for this. I <laughs> kind of wish I'd looked up before. I was like, nothing bothers me. And yeah. Like, Why well, is it like... Is it body horror or like just icky or... <laughs> Okay, so the content warnings on Storygraph are cannibalism, gore, murder, police brutality, racism, homophobia, incest. There's also, it's not on this list, I need to log it onto this list, there's also um, like, there's like sex happening, Mm. not very consensual sex, and then there's like discussions of vomit and stuff while it's happening. And various bodily fluids, such as vomit, being used in a lubricant way. I'm done talking about it. It's really gross. It was an interesting book, but it was very gross. It's it's extreme horror. And it is extreme horror. Um, But it was a very interesting discussion on, like, the AIDS pandemic and stuff. That Mm. that part was really cool. Yeah. I don't know what okay. I expected from a cannibal extreme horror book, really. Yeah. I should have just expected what I listened to. Just kind of like preemptively be like, well, not much is off limits here. Yeah, yeah. And um, luckily I listened to this one on headphones, so I haven't traumatised my children. That's good. Yeah. That's good to know. <laughs> Can you imagine the questions he would have? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. I was listening to... Um, Another book, which is the one I finished yesterday, uh, uh, and I was just listening out loud mm. um, because I didn't think I'd have to worry. And then I was like, he came in the kitchen when I was washing up, and then something started being said, and I had to like jump across and I stopped my phone, like, no, no, this is actually not one you can listen to. So, yeah. All right, so you know, I obviously listen to audiobooks to sleep a lot as well. And I play them when I stay at my boyfriend's. But he has a rule, which I think is very rude, that I'm not allowed to listen to the smutty ones when I'm there. Why? He's like, I don't want to listen to this crap. And I'm like, like you don't read. Crap. He reads the same crap. Yeah. Just fucking, yeah. <laughs> but, um, and then I, so I started playing the first Zodiac Academy because I was like, I'm sure there's no spicy scenes for quite a while, so I might get away with this. Mm. And he was like, he literally, we're like both half falling asleep and then it gets to like, she's like checking out his gleaming biceps. And he's uh-huh. like, what am I listening to? Yeah, but, oh, sorry, I've just like thrown my drink all over the place. <laughs> sorry, Mike. Um, There's a badge on the... On the, on the coaster. Why oh, couldn't you see that? That's <laughs> where I keep my badges. I can't see it because the mug and the vitamin C serum were in the way. <laughs> We've got coconut oil, vitamin C serum. So this badge, I'm going to tell a story now because we've been very on topic. It's from, so I went to see Sarah Millican. Beaver. went to see Sarah Millican the other oh. day. Um, she has a whole section about she believes everyone's either a late bloomer or an eager beaver and then Ooh. she has these badges as you leave and you should take what you were and she like she reads out what she thinks is the criteria for eager beaver or late bloomer oh I'm what like, is the criteria do you remember oh it's all to do with like you were sporty and outgoing in school your first case was before you were 16 oh. like all this kind of stuff and I was like ah oh. <laughs> alright fine <It's> fine <laughs> um and then, like, 
where you kind of just become kind of boring as you get old. And I was like, yep. Done. That was me. And late blooms, obviously. Late blooms. Self-explanatory. So, yeah, anyway. go on. You tell us something non-cannibal, if you can. So, I read Cemetery Boys. Ah! By Aidan Thomas. What did you think? I really enjoyed Isn't it. it so it's, it's such a cute little story. That's a perfect Halloween read yeah. if you're not into horror or spooky stuff. Yeah, it's not too spooky, but it's just enough spook. And, and there is like a serial killer in it. Kind or like, of. But it's not scary. It's all quite low stakes. Mm. Oh, yeah, it's kind of like cosy, I mm. guess. I think so, yeah. Um, okay, let me read out the summary because it always does a better job I than I do. I think they're doing a second one to it. Well, yeah, because it's Cemetery Boys book one, it's yeah. saying here. It never used to say that, yeah. but now it does, yeah. So I wonder. I think there is room for more things to say about it. Yeah, I'd l- I would love to mm. meet the characters more. So a trans boy determined to prove his gender to his traditional Latinx family... Or Latinx. I, there's, I've been seeing online, there's two different ways to pronounce that. It depends, yeah. And I, I think it depends Because on... we're not American, I don't mm. really know the... Or South American, I don't really know the correct way, so I'm just going to say it the way it mm. looks. Um, Latinx family summons a ghost who refuses to leave a... Um, leave. Um, sorry, that was... You know when they do like a weird mini summary and there's another summary? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Let me read the full thing now. <laughs> uh, Yadriel... Has summoned a ghost, and now he can't get rid of him. When his traditional Latinx family has problems accepting his true gender, Yadriel becomes determined to prove himself a real brujo. With the help of his cousin and best friend Maritza, he performs the ritual himself and then sets out to find the ghost of his murdered cousin and set it free. However, the ghost he summons is actually Julian Diaz, the school's resident bad boy, and Julian is not about to go quietly into death. He's determined to find out what happened and tie off some loose ends before he leaves. Left with no choice, Yadriel agrees to help Julian so that they can both get what they want. But the longer Yadriel spends with Julian, the less he wants him to leave. Yeah, so Yadriel is trying to get his family to accept him as a trans male. Mm. And um, so he's not, he doesn't want to do the ceremony to be a Bruja, because they have different roles in his community. Mm. So the brujos, they guard the cemetery, and then in any spirits that turn maligno, get put like basically put to rest. But other than that, the spirits are kind of left to do their thing. Yeah. Um, but they just keep the cemetery kind of ship shape, mm-hmm. and then the women, the brujas, can heal. Yeah. And they they do a lot of the cooking, the ritual. It always of... women are always healers. Yeah. And everything, can't they? And. He, because it's very new, quote marks, to their culture, mm. um, they don't really know what to do with him. Because they, they have accepted his name, mostly, yeah. and his new pronouns, mostly, apart from like elder family members slipping up quite a lot. Yeah. But they don't believe that if he went to do the ceremony... Because there's, there's a ceremony... It's like a spiritual yeah. thing, yeah. There's a spiritual ceremony which kind of, like, solidifies their connection to their magic and means they can start training to be, like, full-fledged members of the community. Mm. And they don't believe that if he did that ceremony that he would get the powers of a brujo. They were like, you just get your healing powers. But his healing powers has never worked properly. Yeah. Um, And they, so they just don't believe they don't know what to do with him. So they're like, you know what, you're just not going to do the ceremony at all. Yeah. Yeah, they they see that as the easiest. And, and that means, no one seems to talk to him about it. Yeah, and that, that means he can't participate in his community. 
mm. essentially. Yeah, so he's just an absolute outcast. Yeah. Um. So what, the, he goes and secretly does this ceremony, and the goddess, the goddess of death, is just like, "Yeah, you're a man. Yeah, here's your go. man powers." Um. And so he believes that will help his community accept him. But instead of being able to tell them, he summons this ghost that won't go away. And he's like, shit, I need to deal with this first. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and the ghost is like a teenage boy that goes to the same school as him. Yeah, and he's like the bad boy and there's rumours that he's like in a gag and doing yeah. drugs and none of them are true. And he's got this little found family of like, oh, yeah. like miscreants, but they're really not that bad. And um, they're all LGBTQIA, mm. so kind of. Because there's a they have a trans woman, yeah, who's in their friendship group, and then Julian's bisexual. Bi, I yeah. think, yeah, I can't remember actually. Or not specified. I think no, he does. Say, I think he says like I'm gay, dude. Because um, when uh, Yadriel's all kind of like hesitant to tell him stuff, and then he's just like, I don't care. Yeah. Because uh, Yadriel tells him, like, oh, I'm trans. And Julian's like, good for you. Yeah. When can I go see my friends? Yeah. Well, I'm, I need stuff sorted. I need to find out yeah. why I'm dead. And, like, slow. so Yadriel's, like, trying to explain terminology. And Julian's just like, yeah, I know that. Shut up. Yeah, I don't When can care. I go find my friends? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Talk to me about real stuff. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, that sucks, dude. When can I? Yeah. You know, I'm a ghost. More important things right now. Couldn't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like I, I remember there's a scene where he's trying to keep Julian quiet in his room and Julian's just not being quiet. Or yeah, fully like golden retriever ADHD yeah. energy. <laughs> and he just helps Yadriel come out of his shell a little bit. Oh, yeah. And Julian's just like, why are you asking permission to be accepted? Just own the space. Yeah. And encourages him to like use the male bathroom at school and like things like that. And it's, it's very cute. It's like... Yadriel becoming more confident, but also becoming more confident in his identity. Yeah. Like, obviously, he's comfortable with who he is and has accepted who he is, but isn't very comfortable in forcing other people to. Yeah, like, his his identity within the community, mm. kind of, yeah. Like, because his grandmother says to him, like, you'll always be my little girl and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. And well-meaning. And the, and the grandmother keeps, like, asking him to help make the food and stuff, mm. which... Isn't I mean, boys should learn how to make food. Yeah. But that's not what she's doing. Yeah. She's not teaching him as <laughs> boys need to learn to make food. But, yeah. Oh, it is really good. I've, a... got, um, I've got all of Aidan Thomas's uh, books, but that's the only one I've read so mm. far. I'd like to read what well, I need to I don't know much about his other books, to be honest. Yeah, he's, there's a, uh, like, a fantasy one. I think it's like a Peter Pan retelling loosely. Mm. And then there's one... Um, I can't remember what it's about, but the ca- the character on the front cover has like fairy wings. So. Mm. I I really liked obviously where it's like the Spanish culture stuff is mm. interwoven, and obviously they've got Spanish people from all over. They because they've got Mexican, Cuban, like yeah, you know, people from Aztec descent. Like that's all mentioned. Um, definitely testing my Duolingo Spanish. Yeah, because there's a lot of times where the characters where they naturally would that they just slip into spanish yeah and it's not translated which i appreciate in books yeah yeah it's none of the the, the narrator going afterwards in his head he says this because yeah. obviously the narrator understands it yeah so it's not translated generally it doesn't need to be so there's me like piecing together from my duolingo yeah. spanish like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah really enjoyed it good it's not a huge book either 
No, no. It's 344 pages. I think the audiobook is about five hours long. Mm. There's so. quite a decent pace to it as well, mm. I felt. Yeah, and it's got like um, a good bit of action at the end and stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah like Yadril Spoon quite in the day. And... And, yeah. 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 I like it. Cute. Yeah. Oh, I'm so pleased you read it. Yeah. Okay, so I uh, read The Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde by Robert Louis Stevenson. I've never read this before. I've never read the original. Mm. I've read ad- adaptations. Yes. I've listened to adaptations. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, um, well, this is a, uh, a audible from the library okay included their plus cat plus catalog mm. or whatever yeah um yeah it was quite good so <laughs> i mean everyone knows the story yeah. surely by now yeah. and i've read a lot of like retellings and watched a lot of films mm. and tv shows that are retelling so i thought i should actually just read the original and i recently um read the Society for Soulless Girls by Laura Stephen, which is yeah. a retelling. So I was like, I really need to do that. Yeah, that I've original. never read the original. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was quite quite good. You know, it's it's a classic, so it's quite in the vein of like the Invisible Man and stuff. Mm. It's uh, very. The characters are very kind of stuffy in society. Yeah. And... Is it readable-ish as a modern reader? Yes. Yeah, yeah I would say so. Not quite um, as out of touch as like Pride and Prejudice might be or something. I've not read that, but maybe. Okay. Um, it. Uh, I mean, it's a very short book. It was like three hours in audio, so. Okay. Um. It and it follows the. It follows a lawyer. It doesn't actually follow Doctor Jekyll, or Mister no. Hyde. So it follows a lawyer who is investigating, um, the connection between his friend Doctor Jekyll mm. and an evil Mister Hyde. That's, floating about and and it's very you know it's about like dual personalities and how the human experience is quite complex Mm. i think it's one of those classics that's worth it stood the test of time okay yeah Mm. um and another classic which is one i've been wanting to get to for ages was carmilla by j sheridan lefano lefano not okay. Really sure. And this is actually the first um, vampire novel. So it actually predates Dracula. Yeah. There was quite a few that predate Dracula. Yeah, because everyone yeah. thinks Dracula is the first, but it's not mm. at all. And this is a sapphic one as well. Oh. Um, and again, it's a very short book. It was like two and a half hours, three hours mm. audio. And is included in the Audible Library as well. Is it? Okay. Yes. So it follows a uh, an eighteen year old girl who, um, you know, we're talking Victorian times mm. or before Victorian. I don't actually know when it's set. Some some time in the past and seventeen hundreds ish, probably about right. Yeah, yeah. and um, it doesn't say in the description. Um, and she, um, her father agrees to take in a young house guest who Mm. is Camilla um whilst her mother has to travel for some reason or other Mm. um and lots of strange things are happening with Camilla um she tends to only be awake at night and things like this and Laura finds herself really drawn to Camilla and it's um 
very like sensual their relationship mm. it's it's often referred to as a like an erotic novel and i guess it might have been for its time yeah now it's not no. an erotic novel um but yeah so it's it's you know it's a gothic masterpiece basically again oh, okay. i think it's another one that's like i've actually time. never very heard good. of it yeah mm, interesting i you know i i came across it because someone was like it's the original mm. lesbian vampire book and i was like tell me more <laughs> um yeah it was a really i have to give that one a really go enjoyable. it's free both of them were enjoyable it's for free yeah yeah mm. right it's one of mine yeah go for it a wizard's guide to defensive baking. This Tiki is on Fisher. my TV. Have you not read it? Not yet. No. Oh my god! So it's on. I uh, listened to the yeah, audible. Yeah, it's on Scribd as yeah. well, wasn't it? Yeah, this is where I listened to it. Scribd. Um, can recommend the audible. It's quite nice. Um, like the narration's quite good. Um, you almost just got a nice voice for narration. I don't know how to explain it. Just, yeah, who was it that was narrating it? Um. Oh, I'll look at Patricia. Up. San Tomaso. Oh. Tomaso. Let's see what else she's done. Yeah, she just had a nice voice for it. Um, so I'll read the description. Forty-year-old Mona isn't like the other wizards charged with defending the city. She can't control lightning or speak to water. Her familiar is a sourdough starter, and her magic only works on bread. She has a comfortable life in her aunt's bakery, making gingerbread men dance. But Mona's life is turned upside down when she finds a dead body on the bakery floor. An assassin is stalking the streets of Mona City, preying on magic folk, and it appears that Mona is next is the next target. And in an embattled city, suddenly bereft of wizards, the assassin may be the least of Mona's worries. This is uh, just a cute. She's she's fourteen. She's a baker. It's very middle gradey, but like some of the death bits are quite horror-y. Is it a series, or am I thinking of the wrong thing? It's not a series. No. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah, it's all kind of wrapped up by the end, so yeah. it's fairly standalone. I think he could make more out of it if he wanted to. Um, I'm sixteen. Kingfisher, man, a female, female. Um, Apologies. T Kingfisher. Um, only really has one series, and the rest are. Oh, actually, is T Kingfisher a female? I think she is. I think I looked this up before. Yes, her real name is Ursula, which I love. Oh. Got a lot of good pen name. Mm. But like she even though she's fourteen, she's quite sarcastic. Mm. It's quite a lot of like it's quite this it's quite funny in places. Like the narration is quite funny because it's Mona just being like, I'm fourteen, my magic is bread. And then there's like assassins and like there's queen, there's like duchesses she has to like speak to. Mm. She's like, I am 14, my job is bread. <laughs> That's what it's like in all of T. Kingfisher's books that I've mm. read. The main character is just so relatable. She's just so funny. She's like, I don't know if you've ever discovered a dead body on your bakery floor, but uh-huh. I actually wasn't sure what to do. Yeah. Like, and I've got to make bread. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, the humour in it is quite good. Mm. It takes like what could have been maybe a kind of dull story and makes it a lot more funny. Because um, a lot of things she's just like, I don't know. The people are looking at her like, how do I defend a city? And she's like, I don't know. My With job bread. is bread. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do bread. That's all I know. And then she gets like falsely arrested for the murder. And she's like, I just I just have bread. I just make bread move. Like, 
after that was our I can just convince biscuits to be fluffy. Like. <laughs> I am formed too. <laughs> a lot of her stuff is like, people are literally looking at her to solve things. She's like, I do bread. I don't know. <laughs> she actually oh. makes like a gingerbread man familiar. Mm. Um, so she can like usually make the gingerbread men dance and then one time she's really scared and she does one gingerbread man and then it just never the magic never fades from the gingerbread man so she just has this like really sarcastic little gingerbread it doesn't speak it doesn't speak but it's really sassy yeah oh my god um ah i need to like how long is the audio book uh it's not too bad i think it was it's eight hours 30 so on two speed you're talking about six hours or like 1.5 I could probably do that during this um, little thing I'm trying to do. Yeah. Um, and she, like, while she's trying to learn how to do her power, she makes, like, a bread circus. And, yeah, she makes, like, evil gingerbread man to help with the war. Oh, that is so <laughs> And she has a sourdough starter that she accidentally made that's sort of semi-sentient. <laughs> and it's called Bob. <laughs> Oh, and she uses that. Bob to attack people later in the book. Oh my god, that sounds so good. <laughs> you need to check out some more T. Kingfisher. Yeah, There's I think I definitely will on, now. On Scribe. Yeah, I've got a few saved now. Yeah. Um, I, 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 it's a really enjoyable book. And it's like, there's lots of like shit happens, but it's all kind of low stakesy. but she does see like murders happen before her. And there's a bit that made me cry. Oh. Don't tell me then. Yeah, there's a bit at the, the, the end. Okay. That makes me made me cry, which I was surprised. But apart from that, it was really fun. <laughs> yeah, but it's like it's all cute and fun and fluffy. But like she is fighting in a war towards the end with yeah. bread. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so brilliant. Mm. Um, and like she's just she's just angry at all these adults who are like looking to her, and she's like, "Why are you looking at me? I am fourteen. My job is bread." <laughs> I wonder if the twisted ones would be good as an audio because that one I read as mm. an ebook. I bet that'd be a really good audio. Yeah, like the the, the narrator. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Just, just, just you know, one of those ones that's really easy to listen to. Yeah, yeah. And like, even when, like, I hate when they do man voices when they do like. I hate those. Yeah, stop it. Um, let me just see. I've definitely got it, I think, saved. But let me just double check. Yeah, yeah. But can recommend if you want some lie-hearted stuff that still has a bit of murder and detective adventure stuff in it. Oh, that narrator is mostly just done like... uh, Romance, I'm going to guess they are. Crime, romance. So nothing I would have listened to before now. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, I'm pleased you enjoyed it. Yeah. I was surprised how much I enjoyed it, actually. I actually listened to it on a few... I've been walking a family friend's dog for them, and I would listen to it on a few dog walks, and it was quite nice. So she's one time I was in the woods, and it was all foggy. Oh, And creepy. I was like, this is creeping me out so much, and then I'm listening bread. to, like, <laughs> Silly Bread. Yeah, Silly Bread I was like, combo. this is going to make me feel better. Oh, I like that. Um, With one ear, because I'm a girl, I'm in the woods. Girl so of course I've got a fucking girl one girl. earbud it. Right, am I next? Yes. Okay, I'm just going to do two more. Okay. So should I do one and you... Do, well, how many have you got? I've got one left. I'll do two and then you do yeah. your next. 
and they're both very similar. I've grouped all these together well, quite well. I grouped the cannibal books. Well, yeah. I grouped the can uh, the can the classics. Now I'm grouping the uh, mystery crime books. So cannibals, classics, and mystery. We've really got it all. My mum so far, yeah. <laughs> um, I guess I'm really doing the the October spooky reads. Yeah, yeah. hitting all of the the points. So, um, I these were ones I did like hybrid so I have the physical book and then I obviously yeah. listen to audio um, and they're both ones I've been meaning to get to so the first one was Murder in the Family by Cara Hunter which has been recently I think a bit of a TikTok sensation yes I, don't know I have seen that cover, cover yeah, yeah. Um, so this oh this was such a cool idea so it um it's like mixed media. Both of these are mixed media because that's my favourite type of yeah. crime mystery books. Um, so it this follows a fictional Netflix show called Infamous. I assume it's fictional anyway. Mm. Um, and they uh, they investigate cold cases. Um, and uh, it's one of those Netflix shows that it comes out weekly, so it doesn't drop all at once. Okay. And this particular episode is has been uh, requested by someone who was a part of the case. Mm. Um, so Luke Ryder is um, the person that was murdered. He was murdered 20 years prior to this show, which in the universe, the show started showing on Netflix on the 3rd of October 2023. So it's literally... Oh, like, okay. Yeah. Um, so he died in December 2003. Um, he was found... I just can't remember who he was found by... But um, he had, uh, so he had a wife who was called Caroline, who was like 15 years older than him. Mm. And she had three children from her previous relationships. He was like stepfather to three children. Yeah. So a, a 10 year old called Guy, a 10 year old at the time, a 13 year old called Moira and a... 15 year old whose name I cannot remember now and um, so at the time there was a big thing about how there was the age difference mm. was he cheating on her was she cheating on him was he a gold digger like yeah. all this kind of stuff so Guy Howard who was the 10 year old at the time he is now a TV producer or a filmmaker something like that so yeah. he's, he approaches Infamous and says it's been 20 years anniversary can we do yeah. about my stepdad's death I would love it if we could actually solve this crime oh my god so they have six experts who um, are in the studio and it's like so it's like dramatised mm. but kind of on the cuff um, it's not all pre-recorded okay so um they have six experts, so they have like a private eye, a retired Met Police, um, an investigative journalist, a therapist or psychologist or something. Okay. Yeah, so they're all kind of related, a forensic investigator. Um, and each like week they go through different evidence, they interview people who they can interview, they follow mm. follow the evidence, and then um then the next week they pick up where they left off yeah and it's done like how to how do i explain it? it's not like pre-recorded so so they, they whatever they find out live as they're recording is like yeah, yeah found out that's then. what i mean yeah, yeah yeah um 
and then in between so it, it explains the episodes in the book like um exterior zooms in on this yeah. image so oh, okay that's cool and then in between each episode it goes to like the forums of people who are watching the show and they chatting about okay, it okay so it's not from this guy this guy howard's point of view no okay. no so um and then it shows like the evidence that they have and stuff like that and it was just so good it was really really fantastic do you find out what happens and everything mm-hmm. and is it a good reveal it's really good um i okay for disclosure i guessed who it was slash the twist about page four <laughs> um but I don't always feel I like that's a bad really thing. Enjoyed yeah. The, yeah, because just because I guessed it, I didn't know I was right until the end. So yeah. it was really, really good. It took you on such a ride. Um, yeah, and uh, so I just yeah, and like, the idea of li- listening to it as well because it was full yeah. cast in conjunction with looking at the evidence was just a brilliant yeah, really cool. way of doing it. Um, if you want to borrow the book, obviously, let me know. Uh, yeah, I would strongly, strongly, strongly recommend. And if you enjoy uh, mixed media crime stuff, I also strongly recommend the next one I read. Okay. Which was called The Mysterious Case of the Alperton Angels by Janice Hallett. And I've been making my way through her books. So I did okay. The Appeal. Yes, and I remember. And The Code. Yep. And they both sounded really good when you yeah. did. Yeah. So this is the third one. She's got one coming out next year. So I'm mm. up to date now. There is a Christmas one coming out, which is um, set... It's like a novella set after the appeal, so it's the same character okay. from the appeal. I think that comes out this Christmas, but um, I've read everything she's had out so far. So this one is about a a, a cold case true crime as well, surprisingly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, which is quite funny because I literally did them one after the mm. other. Um, and this is about a um, a cult that took place in um alperton in london it's somewhere in london i don't know if alperton is made up or not oh, for the book I mean, I'm not um, that, but that doesn't mean much yeah and it, it was a cult who um so it would have been set uh i think about 30 years mm. prior to when this picks up and a author is writing a true crime book on the on the case so and um, the case is the Alperton Angels and the Alperton Angels were a cult who brainwashed I'm going to read it from the thing who brainwashed a young teenage girl and convinced her that a newborn baby was the Antichrist believing they had a divine mission to kill the infant they were only stopped when a girl came to her senses and called the police the angels committed suicide rather than go to prison while mother and baby disappeared into the care system Nearly two decades later, oh, so it's been 20 years, true crime author Amanda Bailey is writing a book on the angels. The Alperton baby has turned 18 and can finally be interviewed if Amanda can find them. It will be the true crime scoop of the year and will save her flagging career. But rival author Oliver Mengis is just as smart, better connected and is also on the baby's trail. As Amanda and Oliver are forced to collaborate, they realise that what everyone thinks they know about the angels is wrong. The truth is something much darker and stranger than they'd ever imagined, and the story of the Alperton angels is far from over. Mm. So it follows 
her um her investigation it's all through emails and transcripts of interviews she's done oh so it's like all her others are and like what media messages. yeah yeah and it was really really good the whole crime like the whole um plot was just brilliant and it really took me on a ride all of her books i've not had any clue what's going on until like the end when it all comes together but in a good way not in a, a very way. good yeah. way yeah and, like all of them if i reread it i would love to then go and find, find the breadcrumbs elements. yeah yeah really fantastic i i, I keep oh, every read book them, of hers has been a five star things or mm. listen yeah yeah five star for them all it was a like a full cast Mm. Again, it was a great audio experience, and hybrid with the book was even better to look at the evidence mm. as you're going along. Yeah, great, loved them both. Good. What what a well-rounded bag you've yeah. got. <laughs> <laughs> the month started off weird. Now we probably fun. go back to weird. Yeah, eventually. probably. <laughs> so my last one is Ledge by yeah. Stacey M- McEwen. McEwen? McEwen? Probably should have looked that up. Apologies. I always say it to myself, McEwen, but I could be entirely wrong. Because, as we all know, I can't pronounce names. (laughs) Yeah, I have no idea. Um, This is book one in the Glacian trilogy. This is a TikTok author, by the way. Um, And her TikTok is hilarious. It's Stace Bookspace, isn't it? I think something like that, yeah. yeah. Um, Her TikTok is really funny. I love her, yeah. Um, she does. Uh, she does loads of the um, videos of like getting her partner to act like a fantasy. Yeah, turning love my hero husband into a book husband it, and yeah. stuff like that. And this is so funny. So funny. Because yeah. he's just like, what are you doing? He just doesn't. He's so unbothered. <laughs> he does it, but he's like, oh whatever. There was one where she was like, you need to meet my eyes across a crowded room. Oh yeah. And he's just like. <laughs> He's just like, she's like, you need to flick your head towards me and then do, do a double take. And him doing the double take was just, it's just so funny. And he's like pretending he's talking to someone else first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, and she does really good TikToks of like the writing experience. Yeah. She's really open and honest about the struggle she has as an author. And yeah. Things. Yeah, she's, she's good. Go, go follow her. She's on Instagram as well. Mm. If you're not a TikToker. Um, okay, let me read the description. Because I believe they're better than my rambling summary. So I'm yeah, just gonna, you, I'll stick to this and now. And the time I realise I just ramble, so I need yeah. to read the thing more. Oh, yours aren't as bad. Mine are really rambly. Like, so I've listened to it. It's ten minutes of me talking sometimes, and I've not said anything of worth. Sometimes I feel like I forget what the plot is halfway yeah. through my ramble as well. Yeah. Because yeah. we get distracted a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just some two undiagnosed bitches sitting on a couch. <laughs> They're my kiss. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> I just um, dress like a bisexual. Okay? <laughs> I'm just pretending. <laughs> just cosplaying. Oh my god. When are we going to read the Edge Chronicles? I just saw them and I'm changing the entire subject of this. All right. When are we going to read them? Oh, that's down to you. You have been the issue every time we buddy read. <laughs> because you go, we're going to buddy read. And I'll, I commit to it, read them, and then you don't read them. <laughs> See our buddy read. <laughs> I read Fourth Wing. I just didn't put any notes in the buddy yeah. read section. 
<laughs> okay, cool. So it's you're, my fault. Whenever you're ready. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I don't want you to just read the first one and then I've got to wait six months. <laughs> that is the biggest issue, I think. Yeah. Skullduggery. Has been the biggest betrayal. <laughs> Because I had to wait, I've had to wait a year and a half <laughs> to discuss the last book with you. I'm going to listen to that this month. Good. <laughs> Proceed. I made, I made more book nerd friends. <laughs> please join our Facebook group. <laughs> yeah, please. So I can talk about things with someone. <laughs> Because I might read this. I just got well and truly told off. <laughs> we might like, read this, and like, it would be anywhere from one to a month to two years before you're like, I've read this now. Mm. Yeah, that's true, actually. <laughs> I'm trying to be better. You are. My brain is a flight risk, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Your brain is, hey, we could read this book, but what if we read two books about cannibals instead? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, okay. Right, we read the description. After being randomly selected as a human sacrifice instead of death, Dawson finds herself on a quest to save her people from their icy prison in a place known as the Ledge, a civilization trapped by a vast chasm and a sheer mountain face. There is no way for anyone to escape the frozen wasteland without the falling a deathly drop. They know nothing of the outside world except that is where the glaciers reside mystical winged creatures who bring them meager rations to survive in exchange for periodic human sacrifice dawson axe wielder and only remain remaining member of her family has so far avoided the annual culling but her luck has run out she is chosen and ripped from her icy home the only world she knows no one knows what will happen to her on the other side least of all dawson murdered enslaved worse thankfully the fates align and dawson managed to escape their clutches with heart with the help of a half Glacian called Ryan. Ryan. Ryan? Spell R Y O N. Ryan? Ryan? But it's an O, so it's not Ryan. Ryan? We're going to have to see if she mentions it yeah. on TikTok. Uh, How are you reading it in your head? I just started saying Ryan, to yeah. be honest. <laughs> <laughs> which isn't a, which isn't a very sort of fantasy male character like love interest name yeah. Ryan Ryan <laughs> uh, but trust does not come easily and she keeps a trained axe at his throat while they journey together down the slopes and who's to say that life below will be any better than one she has run from must be Rion Rion that's more fantasy yeah Rion yeah <laughs> There's another one where on my brain was just like, I'm just going to read this wrong yeah. and not attempt to fix it. it. Yeah. yeah, And it's that for the rest of the series. Yep. Here's Ryan now. <laughs> You'll be like TikToking. Yeah. You'll send her a TikTok and be like, you've mispronounced his name, it's Ryan. <laughs> the thing is, it's I like, I, I, I'm not going to tag her. I'm too much of a chicken. <laughs> I didn't even tag her when I did the, you know, the, well, that's this person really right now. I did one of those with her book. Didn't even tag her. Hashtagged her instead because <laughs> I'm a chicken. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> um, do you tag AK Mulford? Yeah, day? I don't know why AK Mulford's safe in my head. I don't know why. <laughs> safe food. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll tag her on TikTok, but not Instagram. I'm too chicken. I actually did do it on Instagram once and she reposted it to her story. <laughs> Check you out. I know. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so the Glacians are these horrible winged overlords, and they have corralled a bunch of humans to this civilization on a ledge, and they've had to just scrape out a living, and it's quite a brutal life. Mm. Like, they all have trees that they mark with their initials that are basically how they survive the winter, but people routinely kill other families just for their trees to cut oh. down and, like... Yeah, so... And the the drop happens, which is when the glaciers drop off supplies, and murders frequently happen at that. Basically, murder is, like, it's just survival of the fittest to an extreme, mm. and she's third generation of that. Okay. Her grandma was the first one up there. And the glaciers just come twice a year and take people. Or once a year. It might be once a year. Um, and the head of the family stands in front of the family to sacrifice themselves basically but there's no way around it if you close your doors the glaciers take your whole family so it's like one of you has to you just have to accept it one from each family yeah that's well no not all the family it's just like they take a few okay but like the head of the family stands ahead of their the rest of their family so that they get taken basically yeah Yeah. and no one knows what happens to the ones that leave Uh, and then Brian what was her name? Dawson Dawson not Brian that's uh, Crescent City isn't it? that's Bryce oh (laughs) yeah Dawson is is just like a badass and she's like I'm not fucking afraid of you and when she goes down there she finds out what happens to the people that get taken down there Um, there's a pool called Iskra which is like the power of the glaciers, and they use human souls to feed it. And when you come out, you're like a zombie. And then they either use you as a slave or they chuck you in the chasm. And she's like, don't fancy that. And they're like, well, your other option is we let you go and we hunt you. And she's like, well, I'm going to take that one. Yeah, obviously I'm doing that one. She's the first human in about like 30 years to even to do that option. But she's like, fucking no, I'm done. If I'm going to die basically anyway, I might as well just, try and one of the ones that gets selected to hunter as part of this is the half glacian half human guy of course and he's like well this is i was like trying to escape anyway so this is my perfect opportunity um and you find out her ties to the the rest of the human population and like who her grandmother was before they got put on the ledge and it's all it's it's good Mm. and it's really fast-paced yeah like there's no there's not much fucking around like it's like go 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 yeah, and it's like Dawson is traumatized by everything she's gone through, and like there's space for that, and then like how she builds trust with the the love interest is there's like it's it's quite a natural build to that. It's not just like I hate you, I hate you, I hate you, and then suddenly like fuck. Yeah, it's like this gradual build, but it's done fast paced, and like this rebellion that the half human guy is involved in doesn't fuck around with that either that gets straight into it because i thought oh there must be the whole next book the next book's called chasm yeah so it's like the whole next book must be the rebellion nah happens at the end of the book oh my god that's yeah. cool when um was seeing those tiktoks of uh stacy writing the next one mm. there's gonna be that big emotional something because there's that, yeah, there's, there's that scene she filmed where she cried yeah. whilst writing it because i think she killed someone off didn't she yeah that's the vibe i got it was it well there's yeah there's a bit of a oh, no that's a spoiler but yes yeah, so uh, there's some sort of was heartbreak that from coming. book two or book one book two okay so there's some sort of heartbreak coming mm. i wonder because mm. it ends on a bit of a cliffhanger oh okay mm. was... oh so i should read it sooner then 
Probably. I wanted to read the like, three months ago, but I didn't get around to it. Yeah. It's definitely, it's definitely a good read, and it's, it's just, it's more fast-paced than most fantasy I've read recently. I really enjoyed it. Mm, that sounds good. I only finished it last night, actually. Oh. <laughs> that sounds so cool. Mm. Oh. Okay. I mean, I do have a lot of books I want to read. That's the issue I have. Yeah. That's, that's like issue. your permanent issue. That's like almost like the theme of our entire podcast. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like Dawson has got quite, she's quite blunt and then the narration's quite blunt as well, but it doesn't fuck around. It'd be and good I like that. if there was an audiobook so I could fit it in this month, but it doesn't look like there is. She is traditionally published, so I'm surprised there's not an audiobook somewhere. Oh, well, let's see. Maybe there's one I have to pay for, which I refused mm. to do. Yeah, there is an audio. It's just a credit one, which I don't have any credits. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Is it on um, Audible? I bet, yeah. I bet if they especially use, because there's lots of like, it's all about the wind and the ice and stay the frost. Yeah. And all this kind of stuff. Sounds. Like, the cold is not alive. Like, there's loads of like good phrases like that. Stay mm. the frost, the cold is not alive. Watch mm. the chasm. Like, oh, it's good. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Second one's out now, isn't it? Uh... I think it came out last month. Oh, it's either out or about to. Yeah. Um, oh, it's going to be a trilogy. Yeah, that's good. I, I wasn't sure how many it was going to be. Um, came out on the twelfth of September. Yes. Oh, okay. Then our knife, for fuck's sake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we both had a good mixture of books yeah, so far. It's quite good reading. Not even a month. No, just reading. Good just reading. reading. Good we don't reading. really do these as like monthly or set no. time periods. It's just when we feel like we've got enough to talk well, about. Well, I'll sort of voice note you when we're about to like go and record and we're planning what to do. And I'm like, I've just gone in your story graph. You've read 10 books. We've got enough to do an update. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always like, I've not read enough. <laughs> yeah, I don't even ask you now. Like, do you think you've read enough to do an update? I literally just go snoop in your story graph. That's the smart thing And then to I'm do. like, she's read 10. Because I do mostly keep that on stay now. Yeah. So well. I just straight go and snoop on there. Have you seen um, how many books I've read? It's ridiculous. I need to just calm my mental I mean, this, health down. Yeah, this is more absent yourself from reality than when you were pregnant, and I thought you were doing quite... 103. Yeah. 172% over... Um, that's a good question. Let's have a look. Cause I feel like, well, especially when you were pregnant, you were just almost never in reality for a while. Never. Like towards the end when you weren't having a good time. <laughs> Read 128 last year. Okay, you might be on on the way to beat that then. I will 100 yeah. percent do that if I if I do my 30 audio books yeah. this month. And then if we do Edge Chronicles. <laughs> wow, that's that my new job. So a nice middle grade series might be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna make me wake up so early. Yeah, I have to start at seven thirty. You're gonna be hitting up the audiobooks on the way to and from. Well, the problem I have is because it's first car vibes. Um, you know I use that little speaker. Um, audios don't audiobooks sound terrible through that little speaker. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Um, it, like you lose the ed- the ends and start uh, start and end of words gets yeah, lost. Yeah. Like so if they say a sentence, I will miss the start. So it's and just miss music the end. only really vibes. Yeah. Um, unless I have the audiobook really loud and I'm really patient. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for joining us. Please 
consider rating and reviewing wherever you listen to your podcast it will really help us get seen by other mm-hmm. people in the algorithm we would love it if you would join us on instagram or tiktok which is just like lazy book lovers podcast something along mm. those lines i've already mentioned it but please please join our facebook group if you still yes. have a facebook account if you've got instagram you've presumably got a facebook mm. account um we would love to have you over there. We want to make it more like an informal community chat area. Yeah. So please come join us. Because that's we the really vibe we're going for. It's like your bookish friends, but obviously you can't hang out yeah. with us, but you could hang out with us mm-hmm. on Facebook. <laughs> um, our 100th episode is fast approaching. So we would love to do a and a if you have any questions for mm. us. I think we're going to link a, a form. A form. So go on to our bio wherever. And, and we'll start putting it on the Instagram soon, probably. But just for now, yeah. I've got this form yeah so please come give us some questions and we will answer them in Ooh. one of those chaos episodes yeah pure chaos yeah our hundredth episode oh my god i and can't believe it if you have any recommendations or suggestions of books you want us to read um let us know we can add them onto our long list as well we'll actually, we'll actually like get to them sooner <laughs> yeah we might have, there might be ones we actually get to sooner <laughs> we would love to do like a book group so yeah if you fancied something like that please join our facebook group because that would be where mm. we would probably host it and especially now you're out able to do buddy reads on storygraph with yeah large more people. buddy reads yeah that'd be but really we need fun. buddies <laughs> yeah we need the buddies <laughs> so yeah please uh do all those things and we will see you next week for something else Goodbye. <laughs> bye